Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Wake Up Call on WHIP Radio at Temple University. Corey. Woo! Corey is here with me. This is my co-host, Corey. My name is Rachel. I'm her co-host, okay? And this morning, we are just going to get right into the nitty-gritty of literally as much as we can. Not everything, but right. <laughs> as much as we can, okay? So, Corey, how are you on this fine, fine Wednesday? Bro, it's hump day. Hump day. Hump Let's day. go. Let's get it. <laughs> it's it's great, man. It's Wednesday. I have Bible study tonight. Um, what else? Mm, I'm hanging out with one of my friends who I haven't seen in forever. Good. Well, are they coming here? From... No, they go to Temple. Oh, I just haven't seen them in a while. Oh, then that's on you guys. You guys gotta, you know, get on I know that. We're busy people. Listen, we're in our bags. Not for real. For we're real. in our bags. For real. For real. Um, have a group project meeting, and I hate group projects, man. It's already off to a bad start. We should talk about that in campus conversations. We should. I'm I'm in a group right now, and it's I, mm. anyway. About a Friday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, how okay. Are how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm so. I think I'm burnt out, bro. Like I think I officially reached it, and I'm upset because we're not that far into the semester. <laughs> but we are, Rachel. Are we? Next week is spring break. Oh, thank well, God. Okay, that's a lie. Next oh. week starts spring break. Uh, oh. Well, don't get me hyped up. All right. Don't get me hyped up. But okay, I guess. So spring break kind of marks the middle, does it? I would say so. I hope so. I'm just so beat up between work and school. And then when school ends, I still have work. And then work ends, I still have school. It's like, dude, my family wants me to get a master's degree. I'm turned off. I'm turned all the way master's off. Master's degree. You're yes. not even finished undergrad yet. I know. They're like, yo, you should do the, the four plus one. Which, if uh, you want to, uh, Corey, uh. you really should. Like, if you want to, go ahead. I hate school. I hate it so bad. So bad. But we're here, okay? Like, th- when this is the highlight of my day... Maybe school isn't my thing. Maybe it's the radio or something. You know what I mean? Like, literally anything entertainment. Um, but let's get into it, guys. Okay? So, today, it, uh, we're experiencing a high of 45, a low of 25. It's partly cloudy, kind of sunny. It's really not a bad day, at least in my opinion. I, it's not. Yeah, I was out there with my jacket open. Like, okay, Rachel. It, what? You know what? Corey walks around in this, like, winter north face, like, it's not head north to face. toe. It's literally Dick's Sporting Goods, man. Listen, next best thing, right? Because Dick's, they, they, got, they got some quality stuff. I'll say that. They got some quality stuff. Um, but, you know, Corey's always cold, I guess. But it was, it's pretty nice outside. I like it. I like it. So, uh, guys, get your sweaters on. Get your light jackets on. You know, spring is right around the corner. Like Corey said, spring break is coming. So, it's starting yeah, to get, man. right? It's starting to get nice. It's starting to get nice. All right. So, let's get into Philly News. I don't know if you heard, um, but yesterday there was a horse galloping on I-95. I-95, a horse galloping. (laughs) What? What? So at like 4.45 in the morning, um, this guy and his co-worker, they were on a small school bus on the Vine Street Expressway. And he was in the backseat when he noticed that the traffic is slowed. He looked ahead. Yep, yep. Corey's showing me a picture right now. Yeah, there was a horse. (laughs) I feel so bad for this horse. Um, so then he's sitting in the back seat of the car, and he's like, um, traffic is slowing down. It's 4.45 in the morning. Why is traffic slowing down? Turns out there is a horse galloping down the highway at 25 miles per hour. Um, so they had to slow down. He recorded it. It got on the news. It blew up. It was like yesterday's like cool local news thing. Um, I feel so bad for the horse. Did they get the horse? They got the horse. Yeah, yeah. They got the horse at like towards the end of the day. Uh, not even. Not even. By like 6 a.m. yesterday, they ended up getting the horse. They ended up getting the horse back to its owners. I don't know where the owners are from. I don't know why the horse ran away. <laughs> the horse was brand new to those owners. It was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what happened. Um, there's also a lot of other stuff that happened in Philadelphia, but I'm not one to always talk about crime. So um, Hello. there was a yeah. horse galloping. Yeah, we're going to start with that, right? Yes. Um, so that's cool, right? As for temple happenings, we have today, there are a couple things happening, guys. So So tap in, right? So we have a queer lunch. Uh, It's called Speaking Truth to Power. That's today at 12 p.m. And uh, it ends at 1 p.m. It's going to be in the Tuttleman Learning Center Suite 100, okay? So they're going to be reflecting on issues that they face, not only as people of color, but people in the LGBTQIA community. And, you know, it's just 
talking about diversity and inclusion, um, food will be provided and STARS credit will be provided if you attend this event. So if that's something you're interested in, I highly encourage you go. Tuttleman Room 100, all right? For the second club announcement, student activists against sexual assault. They're going to be having another meeting tonight discussing discussing violent undertones in today's music, which, Corey, that's a conversation that I actually want to have. I think that's very interesting. I'd like to go there, um, but I can't. But uh. <laughs> I can't. I have so much to do. Um, but that's going to be in the student center room 217A from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. So if you want to have a conversation just kind of like how music ties into um, just the sexual nature of people and how that has an impact on people, which it does. We're not even going to argue about that. It does. Uh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely go to that meeting tonight. Right. It's actually really interesting because like that's like deep because a lot of songs we listen to have many like negative meanings undertones to it you know how they say what you hear is like how you act it influences a lot of things and if we're listening to all this negative music music that is um embracing and approving sexual assault violence and all these crazy things that's why we live in such a crazy world it taps into our subconscious it's definitely something to talk about a lot of people are like ah bad video games doesn't make me a bad person bad music doesn't make me a bad person it doesn't make you a bad person but it 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 subconsciously throws bad thoughts into your mind i remember one summer i spent so much time playing grand theft auto i was a kid i was walking down the street and i'm like hmm, i wonder what it would be like to break into this car not that i wanted to not that i did <laughs> not that that was part of the plan at all but you know i spent so much time doing this one thing that you know I, I guess idolized this one action and the, then it stayed in my head for a little bit longer than I expected it to. Right. So I, I don't know, guys, you are what you consume. It's that simple. You are what you eat. You are what you watch. You are, are what you listen to. OK, um, so that's that on that. All right. So we got two more club announcements before we wrap this segment up. So period. That's a club. They will be discussing menstruation across different religions and cultures, which is also another interesting topic that I want to talk about. Menstruation across um, different religions and cultures and how they handle that. Right. So that's going to be in the student room center to uh, the student center room two two zero from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. tonight. So get into that. OK. And last but not least, we have the Fox Spring Connection Internship and Job Fair. Corey, are you going? I was about to ask, are you going? I'm not. I, I I'm can't. not going either. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is at 11. At 11, I have to go to the medical center. Oh, darn. My cornea is still messed up. Are you going to the medical center here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do anything. Is it that eye? Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks. But that's uh, so <laughs> the internship and job fair, that's going to be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, in the South Room 200. That's going to be in the Student Center as well. So, guys, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, really just expand your palette, expand your social circles, expand your job opportunities, your networking opportunities. Now is a better time than never. It is hump day okay take on the day take on the day so guys that wraps up kind of like our temple local updates all right but when we come back we're going to talk about lab-grown meat Ooh. and that then disgusting i'm so excited because i'm really intrigued by that and then we're also going to talk about um entertainment news right we're going to talk about the obamas we're going to talk about all that yeah. stuff right so until then enjoy the tunes and we will be back in a few what are we playing Corey? we're playing some more kirk franklin let's go <laughs> Wow. What an energetic bop, bro. Kirk Franklin eats every time. Every time. Like, maybe I should put him on in the morning or something, like, you as should. a morning morning alarm. You know what I mean? You should. But the thing is, like, in my experience, putting a song as a morning alarm, I end up hating it after a while. Then like, you change it to another one. But then I'm going to hate that one. Then you'll just continue hating. But he had so many songs. That's true. It'll last you forever. That's true. You heard yourself. You said songs. You're from the South, huh? Virginia's not south. She says songs. That's crazy. Okay. I didn't even so. notice. <laughs> okay. So, guys, for this segment, we're going to chat some real new stuff, okay? And this is something that I've been seeing brewing for years. So, I remember growing up, right, I was a YouTube kid. I was always on YouTube. And there was this channel that I used to watch called Vsauce, right? And Vsauce just had all these scientific facts 
They talked about future of technology and da 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 And there are a lot of things that were talked about in uh, that YouTube channel that was kind of like before it even reached kind of the public, it seemed, right? They talked about these things, and then five, ten years later, I would see it in real life, and it would just absolutely blow my mind. So things like virtual reality, things like, um, my brain's going blank, but things like lab-grown meat, for example, right? So what was once just a cool idea, what was once just science fiction, is now uh, coming to reality, right? So now, lab-grown meat has been approved for sale. Now, this is something that has been approved and been ongoing since June of 2023, so I'm a little late to the party. But what is new is that in, where is it, in Alabama, I believe, yes, in Alabama, they're actually trying to pass a bill to ban lab-grown meat. So I just wanted to have a discussion about the future of lab-grown meat, how you feel about it, Corey, uh, what that could mean for things like world hunger, uh, food pricing, just literally everything. So let's get into it. So lab-grown meat, as you might already know, is meat grown from real animal cells, okay? Cells, right? Um, they are they plan on making this commercially commercially available in Washington, D.C. and San Francisco. And it was all approved by the FDA. Like, they say that it's safe to go, so it's safe to go. We do have to have a disclaimer. There are a couple things approved by the FDA uh, that not many people agree with. So they're not the end-all, be-all, but... It's it's definitely something to consider, right? So how first let's start here. Corey, how do you feel about lab grown meat? Have you considered it at all? Is it something that's even an option in your mind? I didn't know this was a thing prior to this conversation. That's mm. a little it's a little interesting. I don't think I would want to do this at all. Um no. But what if what if they get to a point where it's it looks tastes, sounds, smells just like the meat you already consume. I'm still going to go with the regular meat. It's never going to beat the original. You can never beat the original. But it's made from the same cells. Nah, man. I'm going to stick with the original meat. (laughs) But the other, like, no. And the other thing, too, is I won't be the first line of people testing it. After a bunch of people test it, like hundreds of thousands of people test it, black people test it, black women test it, then I'll consider it. But until then, I will not be a guinea pig. Yeah, the, you would be a guinea pig if you were to try this. Granted, they this has been you know in the works for years. Cloning is nothing new. The attempt to kind of have meat alternatives is it's nothing new, right? Um, but let's just get into the facts, okay? Around ninety percent of the U.S. population eats meat regularly, right? But a lot of Americans have been expressing concerns about the current uh, industry, uh, environmental impact of the meat industry, right? So we're talking about global carbon emissions. We're talking about how you know, it, it can livestock operations like the huge, huge livestock operations where we're slaughtering these animals every single day by the minute. Um, they are breeding grounds for harmful antibiotic resistant bacteria. Right. Um, they also generate tons of waste. They pollute local waterways and, you know, just they they pull the nutrients from the, the ground surrounding them. So simply put. The entire meat industry isn't necessarily good for us, right? And this is excluding, you know, people saying that red meat is, uh, you know, is cancerous and all this. There's a lot. There's a lot. Okay, so there's uh, two companies that are kind of at the forefront, right? Good Meat and Upside Foods. And they are in the business of growing lab-grown meat, and they really promote that there's no slaughter required, right? So they got the green light from the FDA, and they plan on selling it in small amounts to uh, different restaurants uh, in in the areas that I previously mentioned. So like D.C. and uh, what what else? San Francisco. So it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Me personally, I love meat. I don't want to. I went vegan before. I went vegetarian before. Really? I did. And nothing, none of it last. My family's Haitian. Me going vegan actually caused a huge argument between my mom and I because she wanted to feed me meat. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going vegetarian. She's like, you're being Annoying. not Haitian. Yeah, right. she <laughs> she cursed me out. But, you know, it's 
It's a very interesting topic because my biggest concern with meat, besides it not necessarily being the greatest for me, is how these animals are treated. Have you seen the behind the scene videos of animals in a slaughterhouse, Corey? No. Corey. And you will not see. Because that's Don't disgusting. do it. Yeah. Don't do it. I've seen, huh, I'm going to tell you, I've seen yeah. them like slice pig necks. I've seen them stab like chicken legs. Like they would stab it and pus would come out because they're infected. You know what I mean? Because they weren't taken care of. There, there are videos of chicken that were so overfed that they couldn't move. You know what I mean? And because they can't move, their meat isn't even good quality anymore. Right? So, guys, really be intentional about where you're getting your food. I'm not. Okay? I go to ShopRite. I pick up whatever I see, whatever is the cheapest, and I keep it pushing. But like Corey and I mentioned earlier, you are what you eat. You are what you consume. Really take that into consideration. If these animals are kept in slaughterhouses where they're eating their own manure, guess what? Your chicken Alfredo has manure in it. You know what I mean? Like, let's just let's just keep it being. All right. <laughs> let's be straight about what we're doing. Right. Um, so uh, a lab grown chicken nugget. Let's start there. Right. It starts. The same classic way a regular piece of chicken is made, with an egg, right? So food scientists will sample stem cells from the fertilized chicken egg and test the cells for any kind of resilience, taste, and the ability to divide and create more cells. Then those scientists can freeze the best cells and use it for future use, right? So when they actually start food production, uh, they will submerge the cells in a stainless steel vat of nutrient-rich broth containing all the ingredients that cells need to grow and divide. After a few weeks, the cell begin to adhere to one another and produce enough protein to harvest. After that, the scientists will texturize the meat by mixing, heating, uh, shearing it, and you know, they, they'll press it into a nugget or cutlet shape. Now, again, this sounds like sci-fi. This sounds like just not real at all. But I'm genuinely excited about this. So excited about this. Um, so back to the Senate, right? So the state Senate, they passed a bill banning lab-grown meat just yesterday. They... um said that they, they want to prohibit the manufacturing, the sale, or distribution of food products grown from cultured animal cells in Alabama, okay? So it's sponsored by Senator Jack Williams. He says that there hasn't been enough testing of lab-grown meat. I'm, I'm here for it. Really? I agree with him. All right. He's concerned about the potential negative impacts on health, so they're just banning it. Also, in Alabama, they just sat there and said that, um, what was it, that the— embryos are considered living beings so i don't know how much i believe alabama right now uh but yeah so they say that it might have an impact on health he says i watch all the chemicals that are put in meats today and everything else we have more and more people going straight to the farm to buy stuff from their meats to their vegetables they actually know what's in it it's not altered in any way okay which is a valid concern. He says, you know, if that's what we have to survive, I would re-entertain looking at it. But right now, you know, more work needs to be done, which I can't blame him for. So let's, you know, let's let's talk opinions, right? We talked all the facts. We, we got into that stuff. Um, Corey, how do you think this might impact agriculture, food sales, uh, world hunger, just being able to grow meat in a lab? It does still seem like an extensive, expensive process. What do you think? Personally, I feel like it. In my, if people start to actually feed into this new creation, this will definitely negatively impact agriculture and even the economy in a little in a in a way as well. Because people will now be purchasing these lab-made meats instead of the actual like farmer meats and everything like that. So I definitely could see agricultural struggle agriculture struggling a little bit as a result of this. Um, but that's not to say that I think it will go away completely. Right. Because yeah. people that are on the farms will probably still be using the farm animals. I see what they're trying to do by creating this um, lab meat. Um, but I don't think it'll get rid of the real meat that people are used to, if that makes sense. Especially because, like, people like me, I will never. I don't think I would do that. So there has to be other people like me that wouldn't do that too. I mean, you got all of Alabama backing you, so you got that. Exactly. You, you really do have that. Um, okay, so do you is animal welfare in the forefront of your mind at all? 
Like Okay, when I eat, I'm going to be so honest with you. I don't think about the animal. Okay. I'm going to be so frank. Like, I really don't think about the animal, which yeah. is bad. A lot of us are like that. Don't even worry about that. But as a result, like, I still don't think I would eat the lab meat. Okay. All right. That's that's true. That's true. Okay. It's scary. And like I said, I'm not going to be the first. Wait, have you ever gotten sick from meat? Yeah, I made a chicken once. And... My whole my dad and I both got sick. <gasps> it was bomb chicken though. It tasted great. So what was dad it? Dad is what? listening to this actually. So shout out dad. Do you remember the chicken I made you? Right. It was called Scory Summer Chicken during pandemic. <laughs> I was cooking. That was my cooking era. Oh, and God. I made some summer chicken. Flavor was bomb. Like that really was the best chicken ever. But it turned me off from cooking solely because I got sick. How, what was it undercooked? Was it oh, was no. it infected meat? It was frozen from, meat, so it couldn't be affected. I it could have been. Oh. Sometimes people get chicken, and that stuff comes like green. Oh, it wasn't green. It okay, was very. Okay. I think it was just undercooked. Dang. But it, bro, it was bomb. <laughs> she had medium rare chicken, bro. It was Rachel. When <laughs> I tell you that chicken was bomb, I might need to make some again because, woo, bro, it was scrumpty. Next time, get a meat thermometer for real. Though. I had one, which is why I was confused. Goodness. I don't know. That's that's the thing that gets me. You know what I mean? Like we are playing Russian roulette every time we eat. Every time we eat at a restaurant, every time we cook a meal at home, the chances of cross contamination, the chances of you getting a, a meat or vegetable that hasn't been cleaned properly, that hasn't been taken care of, that has something in it, it's too much for me. It's overwhelming. I can't I can't handle it. Like I haven't had food poisoning in decades and I really, really don't want to catch it again. So this idea of stuff being grown in a lab. It feels like a little more sanitary to me. Feels a little safer. I'm 100% here for it. I'm ready for it to reach my Texas roadhouse. I'm ready for it to be a ribeye. I'm ready. I am ready. And also, it's very sustainable. Now, I'm not the most environmentally friendly girl. I'll drive anywhere, everywhere, at any time. I don't carpool. I don't like other people. I don't like public transportation. I don't like, there are a lot of things that I don't do that I probably should do every day. Um, but just the mere fact that this is sustainable, this is, you know, new, it's, it's, it might be suitable for vegetarians and vegans. What do you think? Is, do you think vegetarian or ve- and vegans might, like, get in on this? No. Because it's still meat. True. And true. even mentally, because they can't eat meat, I feel like, what is it, the Mandela effect type of thing mm. will prevent them from doing it. Because, like, even though it may not actually be meat, the fact that it says meat, I can't do it. Like, for example, there's this place near my house that has, I don't even know what it's called, but they've, like, tofu'd everything. So they have tofu shrimp, and my dad's allergic to seafood, mm-hmm. but he was able to eat the shrimp there. That is so cool. So they, like, tofu'd normal foods that people are typically allergic to. Right, right, It's right. a great place. They have, like, sweet potato patties. Ooh, hold up. What's the name of this place? Sunflower. Okay, I'll remember this. Like, it's it's in my area. Mm, okay, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Uh, but this is real meat. That's the gap. So, anyway, anyway, this is a very interesting topic. Um, I, I just want to know everyone's opinions on lab-grown meat. Do you consider it real meat? Do you do you? feel like it's something that you're willing to embrace do you feel like it's dangerous does it pose any risks uh pros and cons are you vegetarian are you vegan let us know we're gonna post on our instagram on our stories so i might do a poll i might do a poll about lab grown meat and let's see how it goes because i'm really really intrigued by this topic like I'm so excited for the future. I'm so excited. It's exciting. Yeah, it it really is. It really is. But guys, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, like I said, we're going to talk about the Obamas. We're going to talk about um, Malia, 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 right? Malia. Malia Obama. That's that's how you pronounce her name, right? Yeah, man. Okay, because I keep... In my head, when I read it, I keep saying Malia. Um, but Malia, right? Um, we're going to talk about her. And then after that, we're going to interview a very special Temple student, okay? Yes. So, guys, enjoy the tunes. We will be back in a few. And when we come back, we're going to talk some tea. <laughs> Yo, guys, what's up? This is Wake Up Call at WHIP Radio. That was Beyonce, single ladies. And I just wanted, before this really special interview, okay, I just wanted to have a quick, quick update on the entertainment news. Now, I don't know if you heard, Corey, but 
Malia. Malia. Malia Obama. She is actually um, involving in... In, involved in her filmmaking career, right? So she's going to be at the Sundance Festival, the Sundance Film Festival. She's 25, and she's going to debut her... Uh, she, Oh, she already did it. Okay, she debuted her short film on the, at the Sundance Film Festival. Okay, so people are already aware that she's the daughter of Barack and Michelle Obama, and she uses her middle name uh, as a filmmaker, right? So instead of it being Malia, Malia... Malia. Girl, I'm struggling today. I, how are you getting Malia? I don't know. That sounds like a disease. <laughs> Malia. I got Malia. So does Malia. So does Malia. Um, Malia doesn't... Anyway. No. <laughs> so Malia... Oh, okay, Malia, she uh, she's going by... Instead of going by Malia Obama, she's going by Malia Ann. And this is starting a whole stir-up of conversations about Nepo babies, what it means to be one, why would she remove her name, everyone knows who she is. Everyone is, I don't know, I feel like everyone's trying to find a reason to dislike her. And I don't know, I think it's something to talk about when it comes to um, celebrity children, and especially children of politicians. So, Corey, quick, what are your thoughts? Like, just about Nepo babies, her changing her last name for film so that she doesn't get identified as kind of like the daughter of Barack Obama. Like, what would you do? I mean, regardless, you are because you look like him. You look like Michelle. People know what you look like. Um, And people know who you belong to. So I don't think there's much she can do. Um, I understand her changing her name. I understand her intention. But do I feel like it will actually uplift what she's trying to achieve? No. Okay. No, not at all. Because, like I said, you look smack like them. (laughs) Like to a T, like right in the middle too, leaning more towards Obama. She looks more uh, Obama. She looks more like Barack than she does Michelle, which is it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, people are you know constantly pitting her against her sister. People are constantly um comparing her to her father, to her mother, and you know I, I know there was that scandal in 2016 where she was caught smoking and the internet almost exploded. Why is she smoking? She's too young to be doing that. Da, da, da. Meanwhile, people are doing the same things, and so are their kids, and they don't even know it, right? Um, so this really brings up uh, an interesting conversation about Nepo babies. Right. And how, what standards are they supposed to be held to? How do they even approach the standards that we... Because damned if they do, damned if they don't. They never they win. They never win. Um, so honestly, shout out Ma- Malia. Shout out to you, girl, for doing your thing. I do want to check out this short film and see how she's, you know, how how she's approaching it. She's a har- She went to Harvard, so she's well educated. Okay, uh, this movie better be a banger. We gotta watch it, Corey. Let's watch it. We gotta watch. We it. have a list of things you need to watch. James Brown. Oh gosh, yeah, and a couple other things. And like you need to watch Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah, catch up. Catch up, because I want to talk about it. I want to have like a, a movie talk on we should do on it. Wake Up Call. I really do. We should collab with movie maniacs. I agree. I agree. Like have Ava some... Mosby, if you're listening to this, girl. Yeah, like let's do a collab. Yeah, Papa Squad, man. We, you know, join us this morning, and we'll join you in the evening. Right? That'll be really cute. Um, but guys, coming up, we have an interview. All right, Corey, do you want to introduce this person, or are we gonna get there when we get there? Mm, I'll give y'all a little. Dip in the toe. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> this student is a freshman YouTuber. He's actually from Nigeria, and he's lived in London as well. So, like, he's an international student. Um, but we have so much to talk about with him. But we'll be back, like Rachel said, right after this nice little quick music break. Y'all feel me? I feel like there's so much Beyonce going on here. I'm confused. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it does that's a good song but listen y'all it's time for who's awake with us we have a very special guest in the house today so with that being said today we have the pleasure and honor of 
interviewing a Temple student who has lived all over the world, from Nigeria to London and now to the United States. This guest is a freshman, but when he's not studying, he can be found making amazing YouTube and TikTok videos and even modeling and acting. Right, really in his bag. So with that being said, please help us welcome to Wake Up Call, Doton. How are you? I'm great, man. Nice to finally be here. Yes, it's good to get interviewed by you guys. Yes, it's so exciting to have you here in the studio. Y'all, he introduced us to Kobana, which was another great interview. So thank you for that. Yes. And now we have the pleasure of having you in the studio. It's great to be here, man. I've been, I've been waiting for this for some time, you know? Okay. Yes. Been talking for a yes. bit. Yes. Right. I love that. So listen, you're on Wake Up Call, Doton. So we yeah. have to ask you the typical wake up questions. I bet first that. things first, what's your wake up routine? My wake up routine. Well, I wake up at like 5 a.m. Yeah, you know, you're I'm insane. Used to, I'm used to like football and that. So I just wake up early, take a bath straight, maybe like study a bit, edit. Just depends on the day. You know, get things done in the morning. Oh, my gosh. I think you're the first early bird. You are. That we have ever met. <laughs> no, literally. I made a TikTok yesterday, and that was one of the things I said. Everyone is a night owl. There's no morning bird. So right. you, just, you just changed that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Of course what time do yeah. you go to bed? Like, it depends on the day. I don't really like sleeping, though. So Uh-oh. either, like, let's say 11, 12, maybe 10. Then wake up 5 a.m. Back to back. Do you Even on the week? Oh. Do you feel good? Like, yeah. are you are you bro, tired right now? I feel great, bro. Like, today I did it. I don't even know what happened. I felt amazing, bro. Like, when I woke up, like, five on the door, when the did all I had to do. Hold up. So when you played soccer or mm. football, yeah. when you played sports, uh, like, it, it just got you into a routine of kind of just doing work in the morning. So do you, like, go on jogs or anything at all? Or is it just, like, you wake up, you get work done, and yeah, you, you skedaddle? I mean, like, Back back then, I used to, like, wake up, go to school, play football, or, like, something like that in the morning. But now I have, like, AMs and all that, and I'm not trying to take football serious. So I just wake up early, like, naturally, and then get things done, just do, like, normal work. I don't want to be, like, sweat or anything because I have AMs and all that. True. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, you just made history. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Like, that's insane. I aspire to be like you. I think I tried that once to wake up at 5. Mm. And I did a little workout in my room back when I was in high school. Mm. And that lasted for about four days. That's and a then long after time. that, <laughs> I started waking back up at seven. Yeah. But no, that's awesome. I love that for you. And you. Spread, spread spread that with us. Like yeah. share right. share that with us, please. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into just your first semester, second semester. You're a yeah. freshman. Yeah. So how has your first semester been going? Or how was your first semester and how was your second semester going? My first semester was great. Like classes was pretty easy. It's kind of like A-levels in a bit. But I already understood what I was doing, so it wasn't, like, hard or anything. It was mainly just focusing on, like, finding new people, meeting guys, making connections, just doing different things, you know, experience. I love that. And then what would you say, like, you learned from freshman year, first semester, that you have now implemented to the second semester to make it easier? Uh, Probably, like, time management and everything. Because low-key, first semester... I wasn't doing the best in, like, waking up and things, like, on time and all that. All my classes were late, and, like, at different times, so everything was fluctuated. But, like, once I, like, I realized that, like, yo, I need to, like, fix up. Can't just be going for parties all the time. Can't be doing this and that. If I want to take this YouTube thing, like, serious, I just, like, settle down and say, yeah, let me just focus on what I have to do. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Right, so much. So, listen, you talked about your YouTube. Now, let's actually get into your YouTube. Um, you started your YouTube last year, um, yeah. but you really started picking it up and getting consistent with it this year. So yeah. what even brought you to YouTube to begin with? Well, I mean, it has to be like the greats, you know, like Dashi, Deshae, all of them guys. Like when I was younger, I just used to watch YouTube all the time because I didn't really watch like any other shows. You get me? I just be traveling a bit. So seeing that was like, oh, yeah, these guys do something like that seems similar to me. Cause I, I was like the class clown and things like that. So I was always like a funny guy. So people are like, oh, yeah, this guy's a character. He's like a cartoon character and things. So that, that I saw like as a compliment, like, oh, this guy's really funny. And I thought that was like the best way for me to like show my abilities and things. Like, you get me? That's smart. That's smart. So yeah. the kind of content that you make, what, what category would you say that is? I say like, you guys know like Kai Sinat, yeah, 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 yeah. 
exactly like i just do a bunch of random things like speed and them yeah, yeah i do yeah. a bunch of different things like sometimes i'll do like vlogs with like ditto black or something sometimes i'll do pranks like the fake stripper one sometimes i'll do like speed dates or like football i just do anything bro anything i feel like doing okay what's that. your favorite kind of content to make favorite kind i like i like being like out there like just me and new people and things because i'm really like I really like just meeting people. I like how people, like, express themselves and things, how they're different. So, like, I just love all them, like, social experiment type of things. Like, like the pranks where I was just out there seeing how people react and things. I was just being myself. I didn't think about, like, anything I was going to do. I just said, yeah, I want to do this. Came to me. We did it. And that's how it was. I love that. That's cool. That's you, really cool. You know what? If you like that kind of stuff, you mm. should join, Um, what was it? Like, you know, those YouTube channels like The Cut mm. and stuff like that? Mm. They were actually hosting um, auditions oh. to join one of their YouTube videos, and it was mm. in Philly. Oh. Um, So if I see something, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll send it to you, because, yeah, you'd be a blast on that. Mm. Yes. Right? So, okay. So we talked about your YouTube a little mm. bit, right? But we also want to talk about just kind of... You know your your life, your travels, mm. right? So you've lived in a couple of states, mm. um, uh, a couple of places in mm. general, right? Nigeria yeah. and London, yeah. which across the pond for real, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it is. how how was it? How's your transition? Do you like it better here? Do you like it better over there? Do you like what? Do you did you experience any kind of culture shock at all? Mm. Like how do you feel? How is it? I mean, it's been great, like just traveling the world and things, just experiencing all like different parts of the world, you get me? Because right. I schooled in Nigeria at first, so I just got to see how Nigerian people are, like, first-hand and everything. Then I schooled in London, saw how London people are, like, first-hand and all that. Now I'm in America seeing that the same thing. So it's like, I'm, I feel, like, quite different from others where I've seen a lot of things happen. Right. So my experiences just have, like, changed me to see the world a little different from how everyone else does it. You right. get me? Right, 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 right. Which probably helped me with like YouTube and things like that. But to say like which one I prefer, I say it's like a seasonal thing. <laughs> like if it comes to like December, of course I'm going back to Nigeria. Like that's probably central. If I if it's like let's say summer, I might go to like London for a bit, see my guys, see what's up, all that. But then I probably think I say like America's probably the best. What? That's really? crazy. We trying to yeah. get out of here. What are you talking <laughs> about, bro? <laughs> So why is it the best? I say it's the best because, like, you just, you have everything, bro. Like, everyone's kind of different. People in London, they're kind of, like, reserved in a way. Like, you have a lot of cool people in London, but they're not, like, out there like that. They're not really trying to be those guys. But in America, like, no one really cares about what you're doing. You can just do anything. And people be like, oh, yeah, this guy seems cool or something like that. Right. When other countries, it might be like, he's not really cool till he's, like, KSI or like someone big or massive you can't they don't really like accept like newcomers to that mm, okay yeah. that's valid that's valid yeah. okay I respect that yeah. dang no that's, that's interesting yeah, yeah so okay we also have to consider the the ages that you were when you were in these other areas oh, yeah. right so like you know now you're an adult you're yeah. a young adult you can definitely have the freedom to do whatever you want yeah. right so how when did you leave Ni Nigeria how old were you I was like 15 15. Oh, yeah. dang. Oh, that's, that was kind of soon. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. grown. Okay, yeah. so, dang. When did you go to London? For like two years. When I was like 15 to 17. Yeah. What? You sound like you're from London. Yeah, you sound, <laughs> I would have thought you were British. Yeah, for nah, real. Like. I'm, not, I'm not British. I was born here, raised in Nigeria, but like my siblings and everyone I know is like basically from England. So they'll bring that so accent cool. back and everything. So it just like rubbed off on me. So does your family live in London now? Like, we're all, like, sectioned in a way. Like, my brother the, my brother stays here now, but, like, before he was in England, he's probably the one that brought the accent to me, if I'm saying anything. But, like, he's now in America, just me and him. Then my siblings, my other two siblings, my sister and my brother, they're in London, and my parents are in Nigeria. Oh, so y'all yeah, are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. worldwide. Right. Okay, that's a, Mr. That's worldwide. cool. Yeah, that, that's very cool. I have, like, so many questions, but we don't have enough time. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, we talked about your YouTube. We talked about your travels. Um, we touched on your content. I mean, what else do you do you see in your future? Like, what is your five-year plan when it comes to making content? Do you see yourself expanding past YouTube at all? Mm. Like, what what are your goals? Well, like, I see myself as always being, like, a YouTuber, like, out there. That's, that's one thing I'm always going to be doing. But I always want to, like, do other things like acting, modeling, you know, like, Twitch streaming. I'm going to start, like, streaming and everything very soon. So I'm just, like, trying to put everything together and venture into more fields and everything. Yeah. 
Honestly, and there are a lot of opportunities here to yeah. really get into acting and modeling. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so shoot, use your network. Corey yeah. knows some people now, right? Yeah, yeah, we we plugged in now. Yeah, right. we are. We're connected. We're connected. But speaking of just like your modeling, when did you get into that, and why did you decide? Okay, don't I think I should get involved into modeling? When mm. was that? Tell us about that. So like my mom from a young age, lots of like modeling scouts and everything used to like come up to her and everything. So you could tell like she was a pretty lady. And then my sister, my brother, they model as well. Mm. So growing up, I was always like, hmm, this modeling thing seems pretty cool. Like, you just be a fine guy, you run on the, you walk on the runway and all that, then you now, like, get clothes and different things. So I always felt like, like it was a good experience for me, you get me? Yeah, I, I can see you doing it. Yes. Yeah, I can see, all the way down to the accent, yo. Like, I can see you, like, I'm trying to think of, like, What's the next like hit like Uniqlo like modeling for Uniqlo? <laughs> yes, one of those like really upscale things. I can see you doing that. And like your pin post, like he's eating. Definitely, <laughs> you're eating. Definitely, like what he's definitely. eating? It's giving. It's giving model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I'd hire you for a music video. You'd, you'd yes. be the video vixen in our music video. Yeah, should we make a wake up call music video? It's not a wake up right, exactly. call. No, that would be hilarious. Exactly. But like Rachel said, and like you've been talking about as well, you've lived in a bunch of different places. Yeah. Would you say that that's really influenced your work and the YouTube videos and mm. the TikToks that you're making? If so, how? Yeah, most definitely. Because like the first place I started making like YouTube videos and everything was in England. Like okay. I always, I always knew I was gonna do YouTube. So, like, me just going to all these different places has just shown me a bunch of different things. Like, my TikTok is mostly, like, Nigerian and American-type style. Because, like, most of the guys I know on TikTok are Nigerians. Lots of my guys that do TikTok are Nigerian guys that are, like, properly, like, kind of famous in a way. But they have, like, at least over, like, 10K. So, seeing them is, like, okay, this is, like, the type of content I see on a daily basis or that's the type of things I'm trying to do as well. Right. In a sense. Then I also see, like, American YouTubers and things like that. So, of course, the American TikTokers and all that has, like, branched in. So, sometimes I have, like, different types of, like, a different sense of humor from others. Why I see, like, American, British, Nigerian things, put them all together. So, it might be funny to one person, but it might not be funny to the rest. You get me? Yeah. You know what? I don't always think about that because they do say, at least across the pond, mm. in the UK, that their humor is very dry, mm. right? And then in some areas, they'll say that their humor is very, like, um, animated, mm. like, physical. I think here, our humor is very animated. Yeah. We have, like, three stooges mm. and stuff like that. Um, so what kind of humor just piques your interest the most? What do you say, like, is best for you to consume? Or what What? What? what piques your interest the most, I guess? Mm. I'll probably say, like, some of the funniest guys I know are Nigerian, bro. Like, they're, they're just so funny. You don't even understand it. If you see all the memes, the, like, Nollywood shows and all that, you see, like, they are really just characters. You get me? Yeah, yo, I noticed. Mm. I noticed. Um, I, my, my dad likes watching, well, my dad is Haitian. Mm. He likes watching a lot of African movies, so a lot of Nollywood movies and stuff mm. like that. They are so goofy, yeah. yo. Like, <laughs> But that's, like, the best part about it. Like, right. I don't want to take a Nollywood movie, like, too serious. Right. I want it to be funny, you get me? Right, 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 right. I plan to, like, star in some Nollywood movies as well when I get, you know, like, proper up there. You should. You should. You now, should. I would watch that. Mm, right. Adding to our movie list. Where currently, we have a long list of things that we have to watch. Right, mm. that we still haven't watched. Yeah, yet. so yeah. we need to add a Nollywood. Right. Yeah. I love how everyone has, like, a Hollywood Right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, we also have Bollywood. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nollywood. Yeah, it's really cool, really mm. cool. And they, huge, huge, huge markets. Mm. Aside from the humor, what would you think, it, what would you say is, like, the big difference between, like, Nollywood and mm. actual Hollywood and just, like, film and everything in both Nigeria versus here? Uh, I'll say, like, there's not really that much of a difference. Like, Nollywood has really stepped up from what it was back then. Before, it was just, like, Terrible CGI and all that stuff. But, like, now it actually has, like, a story. Right, It's right. not, like, proper. Like, they do it more professionally. And it's, like, the quality is good. Everything is good. And they kept the same humor. So it's, like, still funny. Right. But I'll say it's just, like, because, like, it's a whole different country. Of course, they're going to speak differently and know, right. like, different things to say. Like, if, if they're saying, like, like, chai or something like that, Americans might not really understand it. Right. They might still see it's funny. But, like, it's just a 
different like countries. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of different countries, what kind of like misconceptions have people had here? Because I know oh, we can bro. be ignorant. Okay, like what have we said? Because Corey and I, we've said some ignorant stuff on air about yeah. the UK. We, <laughs> we, you know what I mean. So what have you experienced? Like the first thing is like is like someone calling me Ghanaian. I'm just like oh. it's it's so offensive to me because I know Ghanaians, so I I'll never like I never want to be you know like seen as what I'm not. You get me? Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a Nigerian man. We have a little rivalry. Of course, I don't. I don't mind Ghanaians. I have Ghanaians friends and all that. They're my guys. Like my boy Nuku. Shout out to him. All them guys. He introduced me to some other Ghanaians in Drexel. But like, you know, we have that little rivalry. So like, I can't just accept that. Then another thing is like one of my boys' crews in like in my dorm and everything. There's this like little UK uh, meme or whatever where the guy was like riding riding around in a rover or something like that. He just says like all of us rap the same like that and it's mad. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I, I for the longest time I did think oh, no. they had the same flow. I, I did for the longest time. But we did interview some people that have music that sound mm. different. And then you realize, oh, we just don't know enough. Mm. That's it. Right. <laughs> you just don't know enough. Mm. Okay, shoot. So, I mean, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Just All right. So, as for being, okay. Okay. I know that there is discourse about, People like the diaspora, right? We've got people uh, like African-Americans who are born here who mm. aren't as really connected to their culture. Mm. And then we have people who have immigrated here in recent mm. years. We have people who have Im- just got here. Um, so have you noticed the difference between mm. how African-Americans act and how people who aren't uh, natural-born Americans act? Mm. Like, have you noticed? Yeah, I've definitely noticed. Like, I feel like a lot of the, like, just black Americans think, like, Nigeria or like Africa is more like less civil you get me mm. like they think it's like back in the day where like guys would just be like swinging on trees or something like that but like they fail to realize that we're very like modern right you get me right but, right I don't know I would never like like take that away from an African American because like that's that's all they know you get me that's what they grew up with so it makes sense yeah yeah mm. I pity I pity a lot of American people that aren't aware of the world around them. Mm. Definitely yeah. something that we have to become more aware of, for sure. Yeah, man. It's just unfortunate. Like, we, we're we so ethnocentric when it comes to just kind of cultures and ideas and what wealth should look like and what wealth is. Mm. You forget, like, there's a whole m- billions of other people here yeah. that are hustling and bustling just, yeah. like, just like you. Just like you. But I have a question going back to, like, your YouTube content and your TikTok content. Yeah. So, you, like we mentioned earlier, you've just started getting more consistent with your postings and yeah. everything. So when do you post now? What is your production process? How mm. do you decide, okay, I want to do this video for mm. this week? Like, what's your whole mindset when it comes to producing your videos and TikToks? Mm. So, like, when I, when I started being, like, mad consistent, I was thinking, like, I just need to start doing more YouTube videos. Be out there doing things, making more videos and everything. So now I have, like, a big catalog of things I haven't dropped yet that you guys haven't seen. But, like, I don't know. I used to, like, edit by myself. So the process was mad long. But I was getting good at it in a way. Then I now, like, recently, my last video that dropped, I got my boy Josh to start helping me with it. So me and him have been editing the videos together, putting everything together. You get me? Bought a camera, got all that. So I'm like, I'm trying to step up the quality, if you get me. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Mm. But like, I drop I drop every Sunday nowadays, you get me? Like, every Sunday. Yeah, so after church, you have something to go and watch, you know? Just feel good, get a snack, something. Then, you know, like One Piece as well. One Piece drops on Sunday, so you have something like good before the day starts, you get me? Right. I love that. Mm. So what's the Sunday's video? Can you give us the tea? The next video. So, as you know, it was Valentine's Day, so... I tried to, you know, go out there, find a new Valentine's and everything. Then I now brought two different girls to the same spot to, like, do the same date. So they were, like, in front of each other. I was not talking to them, seeing what they were saying and all that. You get me? Like a proper date. I'm dead. At the same time? Yeah. So you took two girls on a date? Yeah, exactly. Did they know that they were going to be on a date? No. (gasps) (laughs) 
So it was like, it was you mad fun. Too much. Yeah, <laughs> you played too much. You're awful. Were they mad at you after? <laughs> nah, well, I'm actually still talking to both of them. They're still cool. Do you have a crush on any of them? Like, is there, are you pursuing any of them? Too? I mean, you know, to each their own. I'm not going to, you know, kiss and tell or anything, but, ooh, you know. <laughs> you just kiss and told, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they're both very attractive girls, but, you know, I don't, I'm not looking for all that right now, so. That's fair. You get me? Okay, y'all, That's tune in on Sunday. <laughs> now I'm, you yeah. have me watching on Sunday. Like, I'm, we're I'm blushing, intrigued. bro. We, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Okay, so, all right, so as a freshman at Temple that's mm. also trying to just juggle so many other aspects of yeah. entertainment, what advice do you have for people trying to do the same thing? Man, you guys just got to start, man. It's always about the start, really, because before I started doing YouTube and everything, I was like, oh, I don't have the equipment. I don't have a camera. My phone is da-da-da-da-da. Like, bro, an iPhone, like, 13, 12, those are good enough to honestly start doing YouTube. Like, it's more about consistency and, like, just getting the ideas out there. You eventually get, like, the things to make better videos. But if you're not, like, producing now, you're likely missing out on a whole, like, bunch of viewers that could have come at the time. I know you're thinking, like, oh, people will just not subscribe or, like, unsubscribe or something. But, like, the real ones will come through and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when you used to do this or that. Like, I'm going to be happy when guys are like, oh, I, I remember when DC used to do, like, on his phone and the audio was bad or this or that. Even though now I've got the camera, I've got the audio stuff and all that, the mics, everything. But I prefer, like, the OG ones that come and tell me, oh, yeah, I was always messing with your videos and all that. You get me? Right. So right, just right. start it, man. You never know what will happen. Exactly. That's the biggest advice, honestly. Mm. No. You just have to start. Yeah. For real. What are you waiting for? Mm. What are you waiting for? Who are you waiting for? And if you don't exactly. take that first step, that means you didn't want it bad enough. Exactly. Exactly. You didn't want it bad enough. That's how it goes. It yeah. is. But listen, Dalton, it was so good to have you in the studio with yeah, us. It was great to we be learned here. so much about you, about your film, mm. about your work, mm. all the things you're interested in and mm. doing. You're doing so much. We're so proud. Thank you. Guys, don't forget to tune in this Sunday <laughs> to get Thank a little you. dating drama video. <laughs> like I'm intrigued. Nah, that's, that's that better good. be added to our watch list. Yeah, that's that's mm, no BS right there. That's good content. Thank Where you, can people find you if they want to stay up to date with everything Dalton? Okay. You guys can go onto YouTube, see me at Dalton Tej, you know, D-O-T-U-N-T-E-J. And uh, stream's coming soon, you know, Twitch and all that. I haven't created it yet, but stay tuned to, like, Insta, all that, and I'll be posting there, letting people know, like, what's going on. You get me? Yes, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today in the studio. It was great having you. Guys, up next we have Campus Conversations. We're going to be talking about <laughs> PJs and just wearing them as actual outfits in public. So we'll be back after this break. Throwback to 2014, guys. Throwback. <laughs> How old were you in 2014? What are we in? That was 10 years ago? I was eight. Oh, my God. That was 10 years ago? Yeah. Were it, you eight, too? Yeah. Yeah. What were you, 12? I was 14. Damn. Damn. Yo, chill. 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 <laughs> she's Damn. she's like, older. nah, let's not do that. Thank you. Um, yeah, dang, you're, I was you're grown. A little, you're a little old. Yeah, I got bags under my eyes and... Wrinkles on my forehead. This is crazy. All right, so. It's okay to be old, man. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm aging gracefully. Ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, so for this segment, it's our campus conversation segment, okay? And I'm going to be talking to these two children about. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Um, we're just going to be talking about uh, etiquette, right? Like, what's considered <laughs> proper etiquette on campus? I've sp had conversations with professors and, you know, high school teachers that were absolutely fed up with students walking on into class in their sweatpants, their bonnets, their bandanas, all that good stuff. And they're like, back in the day, we didn't do that. Back they didn't. Day, yeah. That, and that's true, right? They mm -hmm. say that it's a certain level of respect, okay? So I just gave you guys the other side of the argument. Now, there's another side of the argument, mostly the students' perspectives, where students, they're like, hey, I'm fresh out of my apartment. And after this class, I'm going back home. Mm. Who am I dressing for? Why am I dressing up like this? Like, it's it's not a special event. I'm, I'm, I'm still in class. I'm attending. That should be good enough. So, guys, I want to know your takes. Who's going first? Guess first. I bet that. Well, me personally, I feel like, I mean, you haven't given them a restriction. You get me? You've told them you can wear whatever you want. 
So, like, why are you complaining if they're coming in, like, pajamas or, like, sweatpants or anything like that? <laughs> like, if you're going back to your dorm, of course you're not going to be, like, thinking, oh, yeah, let me let me see which outfit I'm going to put on for these guys that I'll see back to back to back to back. Me, personally, I don't have that many outfits. I'm not going to be coming up Using with something it. new, like, like just for a bunch of guys that I don't even talk to or I'm not going to see. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, okay. And you, what do you think? You see... I have some thoughts on this, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. Because, so in high school, I, so I went to private school, and during COVID-19 and everything, <laughs> thank you, Rachel, during COVID-19 and everything, we were allowed to wear whatever. But people would start wearing pajama pants to school, and wearing those pajama pants kind of took away some of the prestige that the school had because it kind of, like, made it look like a comfortable environment versus upholding like the typical private school you know like stature you get what i'm saying Mm. and so from that even though i would love to wear pajama pants to school i was personally never allowed to wear and i wasn't mad because i felt like it kind of declasses an environment you know but yes i have worn pajama pants to go downstairs and get food before but you'll never catch me wearing pajama pants to a class so i just feel like it's just it's like you're bringing your bed to every room that you go into personally you know, okay. like if I'm going out real quick and going right back in, that's different. But I'm not going to a class with pajama pants on or with anything on my head. I'm not doing that either. OK, but when you go into class, you're, you're leaving the house and coming back in. Like, OK, let's but say you still, have an 8 a.m. I'm not doing that. OK, there's just no way. Now, the professor probably thinks love of me because, oh, she couldn't even get up right, get the nap out of her eyes get or the soot out of her eyes couldn't brush her teeth couldn't put on a decent outfit she just got up out of bed and came to class and it shows okay so i want to hear from both of you what is the appropriate way to dress down what is that kind of perfect middle ground between being comfortable being casual not wasting your outfits but also being presentable enough that if someone was like oh you know let's go into a function right after this you can do that what's Mm. that happy middle ground I mean, like, that's that's hard to say because, like, of course, it's not you can't just wear pajamas the whole day and just be like sweating and everything. Like, at least right. if you're gonna wear pajamas, take a bath, wear like a fresh pair of pajamas or something, come to class. I would understand that, but like, let's say you're going out after, of course, you're gonna wear like something at least a little more like decorum. Like, you get me? Mm-hmm. You can't just wear pajamas out. That that's kind of mad. Right. So I get I get what she's saying, but like. I don't know. I'll say like sweatpants, maybe yeah, something like sweatpants that. Sweatpants is the happy medium. Yeah. yeah okay, so medium. there's this whole conversation on Twitter about bonnets. Mm. All right. Now I know we touched on this during the break, mm. but I want to know how you guys feel on air. Bonnets. Mm. Do you wear bonnets outside? Is it appropriate? What kind of headwear is absolutely off limits? If someone can wear a bonnet, does that mean that someone else can wear a do rag? If someone can wear a do-rag, does that mean someone can wear a bandana? So on and so forth. I think do-rag and bonnets are very different. A do-rag is borderline a shower cap. Oh, no. It is a shower cap, just with satin. Wait, so what's a bonnet? That's a bonnet. I meant a bonnet. Oh, okay. okay a bonnet is a shower cap. A do-rag can be stylish. Yeah. Like, you can wear that and it match your outfit and it looks good. True. Okay, but what if you get a bonnet you that matches your outfit? A bonnet doesn't look good. It's like... You look like Mrs. Potts. And what do you look like when you wear a do-rag? Depending on, does it match your outfit? Like, I, one of my friends gave me all of his do-rags. So I have, like, so I have all the colors. I have purple, pink, green, red, yellow, orange, black, everything. That's cute. So I can match it with any outfit. Will right. I go out with it? No. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So you still draw that line. Yeah. But, like, if you're just going out real quick, wearing your do-rag, okay. And it also depends. Are you wearing a hoodie? Like, if I go out with... Something on my head, I'm putting on a hoodie. I'll never go out with the bonnet. Never in my life. Okay. If I'm just sit- sitting in the car, sleeping in the car, I'll do it. But you're never going to see me out in public with the with bonnet. The bonnet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you? I feel like, of course, like a durag can be very stylish. Like I know a lot of guys that wear durags out and everything. Maybe their hair's even done or something, but they just feel like wearing the durag. That one, I feel like that's very acceptable. But a bonnet, I feel like it depends on, like, the reason. Like, of course, if you've just done your hair or, like, if you've, like, messed up your hair or something like that, of course, you're going to cover it up. So you're going to wear the bonnet so, like, other people won't see it. It might not be as stylish as, like, a do-rag or something, but, like, hey, 
it gets the job done. It covers the hair. You get me? Okay. But, okay. Because my perspective is that they both serve the same purpose. Mm-hmm. You wear it to sleep. You wear it to keep your waves intact. You wear it to keep your braids intact. Whatever. So, it kind of comes down to gender in my mind. Mm. How come, you know, the women's headwear or the headwear that's most associated with women is considered like not classy and then the headwear most associated with men it's like oh okay that's acceptable is it that the standards are different for women and men or like what could it be i think they are yes 100 percent. like okay. i also feel like just in general men can dress more comfortable than women could like you'll never catch a woman just going outside with the white beater on Oh, nah. Like, you will never catch that. No. But a man might do that all the time. Right. You'll never catch, like, a girl. I'm trying to think. What are other things that guys wear? What What are other things that guys wear? That guys wear? Like, I don't know. Probably, like, wife beaters. Uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, honestly. They know. just dress very yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dress to the epitome of comfortable. They right. could wear pajama pants and I don't think would be looked down upon as much as it is for girls. Mm. And I feel like girls are just held to a higher standard in a way, mm. which is why some of those things are acceptable for men but not for women, which isn't fair. But like down to the head thing, I don't think anyone should wear bonnets out the house, personally. Like girl, woman, cat, dog, don't wear it. Like I don't think that it belongs out the house. If you wear it, that's completely fine. Like no hate. Like, I completely support you in your decisions, 110%. Mm. But I personally, I just don't think they should be worn out the house. Because they're not stylish. Like, they, they look like you really just got out of bed. Right. You can tie mm-hmm. a do-rag nicely, have in a little front, bow in the front. Bow. You be doing bow, that. Yeah, yeah, a little bow in the back. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, really laying down your hair. Heck, you can make a hairstyle out of it. Have your braids to the side. Mm. Like, you can do so much with a do-rag. But you can't do it with a body. Okay. I mean, like, I don't know about that because me personally, I go twist and everything. So I wear a bonnet and mm. I wear my bonnet out if I'm feeling like wearing my bonnet out. You get me? And like my boy, for example, my boy Avno, he like he has this gold bonnet that he has. Like he doesn't have twists or nothing. Mm. This guy's hair is kind of short, but like he wears that gold bonnet and he just wear it out. I'm just like, it look he looks kind of cool. Like when he okay. does it, you get me? All right. So I mean, it depends on like the type of bonnet you have because this is like. It's not really like the tight one, you get me? Mm. Mine is more of just like the slick tight one that's kind of like, yeah. Stay on your head, that stays yeah. stays on my head and all that. His is like kind of like like a do-rag in a way, but mm. I don't know. I feel like everyone's just different. Everyone's style is different, you get it me? It is, it is. And there's also the conversation about how, you know, people treat you differently yeah. when you when you dress different, right? Yeah. Have you guys noticed any difference? Because you say you sometimes mm. comes to class and like, yeah. you know, uh, like your pajamas and stuff like mm. that. Do people treat you differently or is it kind of like kept under wraps? I mean, like for the pajamas thing, I feel like no one really cares. Okay. Like my, my dad can be like... Oh, Every day, your pajamas outside. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But, like, people don't really care. Yeah, like, yeah, I used yeah. to do this all the time in, like, London. I will just wear it, like, in my school or whatever. Even though we had, like, uniform. But, like, right. after school, because I slept here and all that, I will just, like, wear my pajamas out and just be chilling. Right. Even here, sometimes I just wear my pajamas out. Because I don't feel it's, like, that big of a deal. I don't feel like teachers would treat you differently if you're wearing, like, pajamas. But, like, bonnets, I don't know. I feel like if someone sees you with, like, a bonnet, they might think you're like like a thug or something like that. Mm. So people are like, "Oh, I can't be wearing this thing on your head outside. You can wear it to sleep, but don't wear it outside and all that." I, like I'm going that, but yeah. it's not like I don't think it's deep like that. Okay, now what if your professors walked into class with pajamas and bonnets and do rags? I would think differently of them. <laughs> I would just like I'd expect them to think differently of me if I walked in there with pajamas and a bonnet on. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because I mean, it just declasses you. Yeah. Like I understand being comfortable, but like you lose all respect. I think, when you walk into a classroom looking that comfortable. Because that literally tells them, you woke up and just came. You didn't even change. Like, they know you were in your bed, in this outfit. Like, you were just in your bed. You just got up. Maybe you didn't even brush your teeth. And you're here. The thing about sweatpants is they at least know you put on something different. Unless you're sleeping in sweatpants. I sleep in sweatpants. Then, heck, you could go out. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have, like, any formal pajamas. Like, my sleep clothes look like my regular outside clothes except with sweatpants sweatpants and a t-shirt but yeah i do hear you people do treat people differently people do people, yeah it, it's 
it's something to think about. It's mm. something to think about. So, guys, we want to know your thoughts on our Instagram. Uh, check out our Instagram at wakeupcall.whip. And I'm going to put some polls about um, Malia. Malia. Oh, my God. Malia Obama. How do you, you know Malia Obama? No. Oba- uh, Barack Obama's, Obama's daughter? daughter. Yeah, I know Barack Obama. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, so, right. So, I, sure. I wouldn't be the only one mispronouncing her name. Um, Malia. Malia. That's a disease. So, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna be posting uh, polls about Malia. We're going to be posting polls about meat. Did I say it wrong again? You have to be joking. I'm, I'm not. It's a long day. And we're also going to be... 10.53 a.m. 27 seconds. <laughs> Malia. And we're also going to be posting polls about... How you dress at school? How should you dress? What's the ideal? Do you treat someone differently if they're in sweatpants? Do you treat someone differently if they're in slacks? Okay. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, and guys, do we have any other announcements before we, uh, you know, leave today? Yes. Guys, if you want to come on Wake Up Call, we're going to be posting a little form for you guys to show your interest. If you would like to be interviewed, have a chance to be in the hot seat, you will have the opportunity, maybe, depending on what What's all the tea that we'd like to be discussing with you or any tea you like to discuss on the show. Um, but that form will be going out soon. We'd love to have you on the show, possibly. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, stay tuned, guys. Yeah, stay man. tuned. So, guys, that is all for today. If you missed our live show, you can check us out on Spotify Podcast or Apple Podcasts. But, guys, until tomorrow, we are out. <laughs>